Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, I tell you, every now and then I, I, I get a special surprise, and today is a special surprise because I have one of my my fellow native Atlantic Cityans, Mr. Guy Cundiff, in our digital studio today. Guy, welcome to the program. Yes, sir. Mr. Durrell, it's an honor and privilege uh, to once again connect with you, and it's definitely exciting and a blessing uh, to be a part of uh, what's taking place this afternoon. And, you know, this show is about leadership. It's about entrepreneurship. Before we jump into that, could you share with our listeners um, a little bit about your education and background, and then we'll jump into how you became and got involved in being an entrepreneur. Awesome, awesome. I tell you what, it's a awesome uh, journey, uh, just uh, just uh, following, you know, God in my life. Uh, raised right there in Atlantic City, right up the street from you. You used to spend many, many days at your parents' store right there, uh, running back and forth to the store. But uh, uh, life has a tendency to, everyone in your life uh, is definitely a stepping stone for you, all the family there in uh uh, growing up, I always had a, uh, a heart for music, and uh, because in our city there, uh, a lot of the great artists, R&B artists, uh, were always coming to our city because at that time it was, Atlantic City was considered one of the resorts of the world. So I had opportunity to listen to a lot of uh, artists and uh, really grew in the uh, spirit of uh, uh, music. Uh, was never uh, educated in music, but I was uh, self-taught. And I spent a lot of uh, young age, you know, middle school age, really uh, just teaching myself, you know, constantly practicing. And uh, I remember the day in high school, I was getting ready to graduate, also involved in a lot of uh, uh, individual but team sports like uh, wrestling in high school and also track in high school. Even though it was an individual sport, it was also a team sport, so it taught me the concept of, being a team player, but also being an individual to uh, develop the skills and talents uh, that God had given me. And I got to high school, and I was ready to graduate and was playing with a, a band. Doing really good as a 16-year-old, uh, then 15-year-old. And uh, uh, I just knew it had to be something else. So, you know, everything that we learned is what we taught. So, you know, my parents had told me that I was going to go to school, go in the military, <laughs> did a job. I was actually working there in uh, Atlantic City in the hotel, doing really good and involved in the music industry. But uh, I felt that it had to be more, so I decided to uh, uh, go to school. And uh, some tragic things happened in my life with some relationships there, and I decided to go to school in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, uh, which was rural to me. I was raised in Atlantic City where, you know, it was nighttime, it was really daytime. We spent a lot of time with a lot of activity. So going to Elizabeth City, a four-year college on the east coast of North Carolina was challenging. But however, I've always been the type of individual that if I decided to do something, then I made it my best to complete it. And after graduating from Elizabeth City with a bachelor's degree in education, I always thought they, they would always need teachers. Uh, moved to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, my... Uh, so then told me there were jobs in Charlotte, North Carolina, told me that Charlotte was the 
biggest city in the state. And I said, well, that might be a good place for me. And I moved to Charlotte and uh, uh, where I still reside now. And as a young school teacher, I started teaching school very young. I think I was uh, probably about 20, 21. And my mentors then were older than me, told me I need to go back to school. I went up to Appalachian State uh, University, worked on my master's and certification, uh, started uh, working in the uh, public school system, thought I wanted to be a principal. Uh, however, uh, the political part of it was challenging for me. I love people and children too much. And started working at my church. Pastor started the school. He was a graduate of Oral Roberts University. So off I went to ORU University uh, because my mentors had always inspired me. My parents were my mentors uh, in uh, pastor school, undergraduate school. My sponsor was my mentor. And now my pastor of my church was my mentor. So I always followed people who had experience and uh, I always felt that they had the vested interest in helping me. So, that's my educational background and uh was working in schools and uh one thing about education I loved all of the weekends, I loved all the holidays and I definitely loved June, July and August when those school buses left I left so I was always kinda looking for that time freedom and that's my uh educational background, uh, Mr. Gunner. Oh, call me, call me, call me Darrell or Daryl as you knew me growing up, so. Well, okay, yes, sir. <laughs> and, you know, Guy, you were uh, a few years older than me, but you were always one of the guys in the neighborhood that treated the younger folks really good. And I can re- remember when at the West Side Youth Center, uh, your band performed, but also you helped organize for one Halloween we had a, uh, I guess, a haunted house in the back of the West Side Youth Center that you helped organize. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even remember that, but uh, one thing that had always been innate in me was always uh, helping other people. You know, I remember my first job was working at Ginsburg Bakery. You might even remember that. Oh, they had, the, be- they had the best buns. Boy, <laughs> do they have the best buns. Yeah. And, uh, Mr. Bentz, I still remember him, had a, uh, uh, Ford Echoline, uh, van, and I used to get up early in the morning and work with him delivering pastries, and at the end of the day, he would, uh, anything left over, he would give me. I would sit on the porch at 1813 Lincoln Avenue. Oh, yeah. And, uh, actually, uh, give him away, sell him away, or whatever I could do with him. So, uh, it was always, a uh, heart for helping other people. You know, Lincoln Avenue, has a special place in all of our hearts. There was a, such a great community on Lincoln Avenue. You had the Cundiffs, you had the Allies, uh, the Davises, the Gunters. Man, it was just really, really great. Absolutely. Uh, I just recently had my mother's 80th birthday party, and I invited uh, Miss Eli, Margaret Eli, who is now 90 years old. Yes. And the, the funny thing about it was, you know, back when we were growing up, I remember my mother was working most of the time, but if I got in any type of trouble, anyone in the neighborhood would spank you. That's and right. I, That's I, appreciate, right. I, I appreciate that today. That's you right. know, 2016, we had a whole different concept. So Miss Ally was there, and, I, you know, I looked at her, and I said, thank you because of you. You know, my mother would call her. At the time when you 12, 14, you know, somewhere in there, you like, what in the world are all these people spanking me for? You know, <laughs> you know, all of them were with me. My mother used to whip me. I said, I didn't even do nothing. Well, it was 
just in case you did. But those are the things that you look back as a uh, adult and you appreciate so much now in my life. And you know, and you look at uh, you know your your mother. I saw those beautiful pictures on Facebook. And you look at Miss Ally. I look at my mom. You know, my mom is ninety-one, and you know they were just really good, salt of the earth people who really kept the community together. Right, right. It was many times that uh, even I had been to the store and had financial challenges, and your mom would assist me. You know, you know that that was a community within itself. You know that she would really. Just me, I might not have had all of the finances then, but uh, she always looked at uh, our hearts in that neighborhood. And to this day, I believe that's why, you know, our family and loved ones that are still with us are blessed. Yes, yes. Thank you, and thank you for that. Uh, um, and, and when I look at the community service that, that I'm involved in and my sisters are involved in, and, uh, and and my brothers, it, it, we got it all from my mom. So yeah, we've been right. so so blessed for that. So now, how long have you been an entrepreneur? And 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 share with us uh, your decision to to become an entrepreneur. Right, right. It was a uh, kind of a it was a, a kind of scary situation. But on the inside of us, I believe that all of us have an innate desire to. Uh, want to do uh, more in life, and wanting to do more means just helping a lot of people. One of uh, the statements I always make, there's no such thing as a self-made man. You only reach the top when you help others. So uh, working in the school system, working at my church there, uh, I was actually the physical education coordinator of the church. We had three other uh, uh, employees that worked with us, and we kind of uh, dovetailed with a particular class we would uh, actually uh, monitor, and uh, they used to really call me a man of the least because physical education ain't for so much you could do. All I did was play all day, you know. <laughs> uh, children come, and this was now after teaching uh, high school, 10th grade, then I taught middle school at the church, and then uh, um, my wife and I adopted a uh, little girl when she was five weeks old. Okay. She's now 22 years old, and... Uh, uh, the pastor of the church called me one day and asked me, uh, would I like to be the physical education coordinator? Well, I lived 10 minutes from, uh, the school and my daughter was there, so it was a, uh, win-win situation for me. And, uh, when she went on to middle school, uh, uh, you know, it started to be, uh, challenging, uh, because on the inside I knew there was something else. I was visiting my mom in New Jersey. And um, a sister at that time told me that uh, there was a gentleman that was coming to town uh, that was involved in entrepreneurial uh, business, you know. And, you know, I had I was looking at my sister because she had been in many different types of uh, entrepreneurial experiences. And uh, basically, I was always the first one that she would call because I was a brother. And hey, I would do it just because I wanted to support her. But looking at her, I could have made the biggest mistake in my life because I was looking at her. She invited me to a uh, overview, and I went to and met, met this gentleman by the name of Mr. Darnell Self. Well, at the time, he was making $500,000 a year, and uh, he was a family man, man of integrity, and that's what really uh, uh, captured me. Sometimes we think this 
same picture with the same brush, and I could have actually really looked at my sister at that time because she was still searching for uh, what direction that she needed to go in with uh, her business and uh, missed it. But I just went over there, uh, and when I listened to this gentleman, um, I got totally excited. Uh, I got started with the company, and I've never been in any type of entrepreneurial venture whatsoever because, to me, it has to be a mission and not commission or money. And that's the only reason why I was in education, because I love helping people. Uh, it was never the money, because school teachers, we never made no, we never made a lot of money anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. But the time was more valuable. What I've learned, uh, that, hey, I can make more money, I can never make more time. So, uh, I was very excited about what the gentleman was sharing with the company, uh, called Legal Shield today. Legal Shield was just recently purchased about five or six years ago by a company out of New York called Mid-Ocean Investment Company. They uh, purchased Legal Shield for $651 million. And uh, uh, they actually rebranded the company. So many great things uh, uh, happening with the company. And there were some challenges, too, you know. And that's what uh, I think people have to understand. Uh, right now, I think Walmart is one of the top uh, superstores in America today. But if I take someone today to Walmart and sit where they return things, they probably have one of the highest percentage of returning rates than any other uh, uh, discount store like Mark, uh, like a Walmart has. So uh, I understood that. And so uh, I got started with the company and with my mentor. At the time, he was making $500,000 a month, family man, and uh, he actually took me under his wings and uh, – uh, first month I made an extra fifteen hundred dollars. I was still teaching school, and I made fifteen hundred dollars, not really knowing what I was doing, because with this business model, you earn while you learn. When I was in school, it was like learn, 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 learn. At the time I graduated, my student loan <laughs> that I owed was off the chain. It's even worse now. You know, I got a nephew that just graduated from uh, college, and his student loan is just ridiculous. What he has to pay back. So uh, with uh, Legal Shield, um, you know, you earn what you learn, $1,500 the first month. Uh, after 36 months of just voluntarily, here's the key, voluntarily plugging into this easy, proven, duplicatable system, uh, over $8,000 a month. And that's the difference. When I was uh, uh, working, it wasn't voluntary. They tell me when to go to work, when to come home, uh, uh you know, when to go to the bathroom. I was telling a gentleman that a good friend of mine the other day, kind of joking with him, and uh, I, and I was telling him that, you know, because your job is not voluntary. They tell you what to do. And he told me, he said, you know, well, I got, I'm got i going on vacation next week. And I thought to myself, well, who told you you could have one? And so I had to, when I was growing up, I was. they taught me everything, learned. They taught me everything in school. You know, basically education is about getting a job. That's the bottom line. You know, everyone goes to school and gets educated so they can get a job. That's the bottom line. And so then when I began to uh, personally develop myself, reading some of the books that most schools don't teach you how to read or how to win friends and fools people, uh, other books like uh, Robert Kiyosaki books, Think and Go Rich, Napoleon Hill, I started reading these books and dovetailing it with the relationship I had with things of God, 
uh, it began to mention to me that there is an opportunity if you are willing to do the same thing you would do on a 9 to 5 or 8 to 5. And I voluntarily plug into this easy, proven, duplicatable system. I haven't worked a job in uh, over eight years, but the system that has taught me not only allowed me to be uh, a part of Legal Shield, but also to be a uh, business owner of a 15,000 square foot facility about 20 miles outside of Charlotte where I have anywhere from uh, six to eight tenants. And I don't say this to uh, impress upon you, Dow, but to impress not to impress you, but to impress upon you that it can be done. And I remember the day when I was uh, ready to go back to school. I was teaching elementary school, and it was challenging for me. And uh, uh, it was either go back to school, which I no, no longer had the motivation uh, to do it as much, or step into this entrepreneurial uh, realm. And it was it was it was challenging. It's been many days that I cried, and uh, but but I kept singing the song. I can't go back to the way to the way I used to be, and I stayed on the path. And it all goes back to uh, being a wrestler in high school, being on the track team. It all goes back to uh, going to college at a rural school where they had chickens walking down the street and staying there. For, it all goes back to that. And when you learn to be steadfast and unmovable and don't get weary and don't be moved by external things that are designed to take you off your track because they're all false anyway. Because on the inside of you, you have something greater. And so I'm excited about uh, where I am now. And, you know, I went through learning knowledge. I went through uh, activity knowledge, modeling knowledge of people who had success. And now I'm more in the teaching now. And my goal is to teach the teach, you know, because it's available for everyone. So, hey, I'm excited, Dal, about what's taking place uh, uh, with the people that God has associated me with. And uh, the beautiful thing about it is, you know, 90% of my income doesn't even come from me anymore. It comes from giving other people the same opportunity uh, that was given to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with a gentleman that I grew up with in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Mr. Guy Cundiff, who is an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur for the last eight years, and he's been able to achieve his dreams through uh, Legal Shield. And what is Legal Shield? Share what is it about this legal service that allows uh, you to empower yourself and empower other folks that you bring into the program. Right, right. That's an excellent question. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, I usually tell people that uh, we do what doctors and hospitals do with health insurance. We cover companies, businesses, and individuals, any life event issues. And uh, a lot of people see everything we think someone told us to think. You know, like go to school, get a good education, get a good job. You know, I was taught only time you need attorneys when you get in trouble. When I was growing up <laughs> in Lincoln Avenue, you know, only time I heard about lawyers was, was drugs, alcohol, death, crime. But little did I know that we all use attorneys every day. Here's why. When you're born and you come out your mother's womb and they slap you on the butt, they give you your first legal document. It's called a birth certificate. I wasn't in trouble. You know, that certificate gave me my name for life. And even if I decided to change my name, 
I would have to go through the legal uh, requirements to do that. So from birth to death, we always are using uh, attorneys. We just don't have any say-so in what's taking place. It's normally, the other person who, uh, when we purchase in the home, uh, they have their attorneys. When we buy a vehicle, they have their uh, legal attorneys writing up all these documents, purchasing a product, you know, uh, seven out of ten people don't have an up-to-date living will health care power of attorney. I just heard today uh, my wife was telling me a, a lady that attends our church had just passed away. And, you know, I told her, I said, well, you know, I went over there and I talked to her. And she has a daycare about getting her up-to-date living will health care power of attorney. Most people don't even understand the value of that. But people who have been through that experience, they do. But sometimes because you learned you never unlearn and relearn the value of having that documented place. So that's what I love about what our company uh, is all about. It was founded uh, by a gentleman who has a strong biblical principles in his life. That's what attracted me uh, towards the company. Uh, and I'm, I'll be the first to say that it's not perfect, but I don't know anything perfect in this world. But it's, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So from birth to death, we cover everything in there. Uh, and uh, we actually are changing the paradigm shift of how you have access. And so I understand that uh, most people uh, don't see it. And I teach people, I say even Stephen Wonder can see this. Because this is an industry, the legal industry has never been changed in America. And when you priced out of something, uh, the the society system has to find a way to actually make it more affordable for everyone. We call it the disruptive model. You know, it used to be a time, and you remember this, you remember Dr. Wilson used to live on, uh, I think that was Ohio Avenue. Ohio right? Avenue, he, that's right. Yeah, he used to come to my house for the black bag. Right. You know, I don't know what was in that bag, but it fixed everybody in my neighborhood. <laughs> See, and all of a sudden, when uh, health got too expensive, they came up with health insurance. You know, same thing. Same concept, but it's uh, what we call legal coverage, and uh, it's something that's changing our whole society. Here's why. The number one television programs on TV today are legal shows. Judge Judy, Judge Brown, says I try to fence law, and all the people put and I go on and on. When I was a child, they were legal shows. Uh, they were health doctor shows, Kildare, Willoughby, Nash. And so the concept is already out there, and this is what I love. Uh, the systems of the world know something that the average human being don't even see. If you want to make a person a consumer of a product, the best thing to do is put it on television. So that's where we are today, and uh, we will get to a point right now. The CEO of our company, he was actually the founder. Look him up, Jeff Bell. Jeff Bell. He was the uh, worked for Microsoft, instrumental in uh, creating the Xbox. Uh, also worked for Chrysler, instrumental in what we know now as the Chrysler 300, and now he's been uh, two or three years the CEO of uh, a Legal Shield after the passing of the founder, Mr. Holland C. Stone Cycle. Wow, that is excellent. That and, and and share with our audience the the website URL. Okay, you can uh, go to my website. Is uh, you grab a pen, <laughs> G as in guy. And my last name is Cundiff, that's C as in cookie, U as in under, N as in Nancy, D as in David, I as in if, FF, double F, 
this is my favorite part, as in financial freedom. Cundiff, C-U-N-D-I-F-F-G, Cundiff, dot, LegalShieldAssociate.com. G. Cundiff, dot, LegalShieldAssociate.com. If you want my number, uh, Dallas, okay, I could give them my number as well. Absolutely, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, my direct number, and I, I would love to, uh, uh, if you have any questions, I love questions. You know, my direct number is 704-733-7252. i say it again, 704-733-7252. So, so, Guy, by the way, we both have something in common. We adopted our daughter, Bailey, uh, oh. Uh, 18 and a half years ago when she was two days old. So wow. it's, it's a blessing to uh, to have uh, these children in our lives. Yes. No doubt. Yes. No doubt. So what, you know, being an entrepreneur is not for everyone because it does take a certain uh, degree of having a strong will and stomach and support. Well, what advice would you give to uh, those who are wondering if they're entrepreneurial material? Well, I think the thing is uh, you have to look on the inside of yourself, and uh, it's all internal. We live in a life today where most people think uh, the external things are the things that cause to attract what you want. That's absolutely backwards. Uh, the first person you got to tell is yourself. So every morning... Uh, uh, once I wake up, say my prayers, uh, uh, my wife and I say our prayers, and she always says to me, I have, you have favor with God and man. I tell her she has favor with God and man. I'm off my door. You know, where am I going? I love entrepreneur because you're always led by the Spirit. You know, where do you go? Well, well, I'm just doing things every day, you know, doing things for the family. And there's people everywhere. But like I said before, an entrepreneur, you have to have, uh, that innate desire on the inside. Because I probably get more no's than everybody <laughs> knows. But see, no to me means K-N-O-W, you just don't know. See, <laughs> see, that's what it means, you know. So when you say no, and I've never had anyone who didn't come back. Here's the thing. Most people are reactive instead of proactive unless, unless we educated to be. So uh, find something that you love to do, you know. Uh, find something that you love to do. Uh, and stay focused on it because there's going to be, I just got finished reading a book by Darren Hardy, I think it was Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. And uh, one thing I always do when I read a book, I read it from front to back. It's something about completing things, and it goes all the way back to what we've been sharing all day. And at the last page of this book, here's what it said. It said, congratulations, you've done with 80 what 80% of people don't do. You finish the book. You know, so find something that you love to do and finish it. You know, on your journey, there's going to be uh, no's. There's going to be discouragement. My mother told me when I got started with Legal Shield and left uh, what we call security, the job, she was like, you know, lost your mind. I said, Mom, I believe there's something else on the inside of me that I need to do. But here's the thing. Last Mother's Day, I forgot to send my mother a Mother's Day card. I was at Starbucks. That's really my hangout. But anybody that wants to spend $20 in, in the morning for coffee, I think I might want to know that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, this lady was there and said, oh, Mother. I said, oh, I forgot to send my mother a card. 
She said, you know you need to go see your mother. Well, I went right down to Enterprise, rented a car, drove all the way to Pleasantville, New Jersey, knocked on my mom's door. And this was the lady that told me I must have lost my mind. I said, hey, mom, I forgot to uh, send you a card I just mailed me. But if had I listened to her, I wouldn't be able to do that. See? And so your loved ones, your family, your friends, you have to be careful uh, who you're listening to, even your loved ones. They love you, but they might not be able to take you into the realm of that next level. You know, I always say you can buy a person, uh, uh, if you buy a person's opinion, you buy their dream. You know, so, so many people, even on my job at church, they told me, that ain't going to work, that ain't going to work, that ain't going to work. Guess what? They still working. So if I'd have bought their opinion, where would I be? But you got to know that mm. you know on the inside. Is it always easy? Absolutely not. But the reward behind it is even greater than the challenge. The path to the prize is always greater than the prize itself. Wow. Well, Guy, believe it or not, we are actually out of time. This has been an awesome interview, and we're going to have you back on. So I want to thank uh, Guy Cundiff for coming on the program. Guy, thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. It's been an honor, a blessing, and a privilege to uh, disconnect with you. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend on Leadership with Darrell Gunter. We want to wish you a very happy Easter Sunday. And remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great day.